Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. All right, so in today's episode, we're talking about bearing divine fruit and cultivating love. That's right. But first, I wanted to make sure that you guys all know about our private listeners community, and that is at facebook.com slash groups slash faith unregulated. You can go in there. You can get prayer. You can connect with other Christians, other believers, other people who are going through life. You guys, this is the place to be vulnerable and talk about the hard conversations that we're having. And you can go in there just to discuss our podcast as well, because it is for our listeners. Um, We'd love to have you in there. Well, today, the very first thing I want to do is bring up our verse because we're going to dive into some stuff today, you guys. <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is, uh, uh, well, as we go through this, we're, this is a series. We're opening up a, a series talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Absolutely. Yep. Right? So, first things first, Galatians 5, through 23 is going to be our verse uh, or verses that we're going to be going um, off of for the next few uh, episodes for the fruit of the spirit. And it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. I love that it says there's no law against these. Hey, everybody, you're totally allowed to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Did you know that there's no law against (laughs) (laughs) self-control? I love that. Right. So so look, as we start this, this journey of transformation, we... I, we just want to emphasize that it's very important to have that growth, that growth mindset, right? It's, it's, it's very crucial. Look, I know that, you know, if you've been around the, the, around different entrepreneurs or influencers or things like that, even maybe um, online coaches, they're always talking about this growth mindset, Mm -hmm. but to, Today, we're talking about a growth mindset with our relationship with God, our spiritual life, our, our connection with him. I, I, I always say our partnership with him, okay? Having a growth mindset is very, very critical to that. Look, we have to, we have to be willing, okay, and ready to, to grow and be and 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 whatever as life mm-hmm. moves along we need to be ready for that we need to be ready to to take on all of our different challenges and look at it in a way that these are opportunities for growth okay so we need to be willing to set aside that flesh we need to set aside that mm-hmm. set sense of pride right or our old habits or the things that we want to hold on to, we need to push those things aside, all right, and surrender ourselves to God's guidance. Okay, allow Him to work work within us. Okay, in order to do once we do that, we will then experience a radical transformation that allows the fruit of the the fruit of the Spirit to really 
come alive within us. Yeah, and and I think um, something that we wanted to to do is break this up over several uh, week episodes. But first things first, let's focus on the number one fruit, guys. Love. Love is really um, foundational. It's the foundation of all of the fruit of the spirit. I believe fully that, well, God is love. It says in the Bible, and we believe that to be true. But that also um, means that all of the other fruit of the spirit are founded in that. I mean, love is what is the founder of all of the other fruit, I believe. And so it's not just pivotal for our character development. It's also, it also guides our actions. It fosters our healthy relationships. And really, we can't love people unless we have God's love the way that they should be loved. I don't think in any relationship I've ever had, if I wasn't loving that person through how God was already loving me, that it was really either genuine or healthy. Right. I, I think that anytime that, especially like, for instance, any of you that got, you guys that know us know that this is not our first marriage, right? We've both been through, um, you know, really rough first marriages. And I would say one of the number one things was that we didn't have God guiding the things in our marriages the way that he was supposed to be, ideally the way he set it up um, on anybody's account, anybody, us, them, okay, what have you. And so because God wasn't the foundation of that love, that love wasn't what it should have been. And that goes for um, friendships, that goes for um, partnerships and, um, you know, even work relationships. Uh, mm -hmm family, brothers and sisters, whatever, if you're not loving someone because you're first getting that love from God, um, you can't love them correctly, is what I'm trying to say. So then all of the other things, joy and peace and gentleness, all this come from love, right? So these, this is very foundational today. So the very first thing we want to start off on. You know, be, before we get started with that, I think it was funny oh, yesterday, uh, we, uh, we were playing games. Uh, on Sunday, we, we really... We take it easy. We either watch movies as a family or play games as a family after dinner, mm -hmm. what have you. And um, yesterday, I don't even know how it came up, but we were we were playing a board game, and uh, you're explaining to one of our daughters because uh, you, someone had brought up love, how much that you, you love God above me or you mm -hmm. love God more than you love them. Yeah. Right. And they were and like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And then you, you had said, do you know that I love, I love God more than I do dad. And right? they kind of looked at me weird yeah. and dad goes, and that's how it should be. Right. And I told him, I took the opportunity, which I always take these opportunities for, especially when you have daughters. And I said, yeah, so dad loves God more than he loves me. And that's how, you know, you have a good husband. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but, but that's really, really important that we, we were trying to teach our kids that our love for, for God comes first. Mm -hmm. And because he comes first, like you said, mm -hmm. it allows us to love everyone else in our lives and our, like you said, all of our other relationships to love correctly, right? To love with, with selfless and unconditional love. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So that's, you walked right into exactly what we were starting with. That's absolutely great. That's the Holy spirit working, but you know what you brought up is such an interesting thing. When you're talking about being in leadership, whether it's leadership over your, your kids or people that you're teaching or at work or in an organization or whatever, 
when you're in leadership and meaning, meaning any level of leadership where you're the example and you're teaching and you're guiding, um, you have to cultivate this. You have to cultivate like you're growing this in other people and you're creating the environment where there is selfless and unconditional love, right? So one of the things you brought up was um, this is something that we show in front of our kids and they're like, wait a minute, what do you mean you love God more than you love me. And one of the analogies that comes up in my mind when you're trying to teach this is, and this is for anybody out there that's kind of struggling with that, or I, I'd love to get there, but I don't really understand. Um, God's just showing me now that, that this is such a great analogy. If you had to feed your family by going to the person who, like, let's say there's a person who provides all the food for your family. Like, obviously that's not how we operate now, but you know, this is where you, you go to this person, they provide everything. And uh, you have to have this relationship with the person before you can have, you know, with your family. Like, how are you going to, you have to go to the person. You have to have this stronger relationship with the person to go get your food. You can't have a relationship with your family first, like, and not go to the person and then they eat. You have to go to the source. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a strong relationship first with the source to come back and with what you're getting from the source for your family. Right. And so that source yeah. is divine it is pure it's pure yeah. god is pure love okay meaning his love doesn't falter it doesn't run out it doesn't have conditions right well, thank god thank god thank, thank, thank god. you lord <laughs> that that it, his love is unconditional okay yeah different from the world different than uh human love we we experience it like you were saying if we didn't first love love god and love through him mm -hmm. the love that he gives us and then pass that pa pass that on to others if we took the world's love mm -hmm. what does the world's what does that look like well we see it it's so we see it we see it with conditions we see it um that it fades away. It doesn't mm -hmm. last. Yep. It, 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 it falters, right? It goes up and down. It's, it's unpredictable. It's, it becomes evasive mm -hmm. at times. God isn't that way. Look, the truth is, is that he, God gave us his son, mm -hmm. right? His only son and his only son was sacrificed for our sins right sins that he didn't commit right. he took on hit our sins right the, and, of the world for all time right we didn't deserve that no and, but yet god loved us so much mm -hmm. he was willing to do right. that let's bring up some verses to go with that uh first john 4 8 but anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. That's a kind of, that's exactly what we're getting at. Another thing you just said was Romans uh, five, eight, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So um, one of the things that, well, another thing that occurred to me um, after you were kind of jumping off of what I said with that analogy, um, you can't even, even to the next level, you can't even have the relationship with your family of feeding them without going to the person who has that food first. I can't, I don't even have food to give them. 
without going to the, the source of food. You see what I mean? So we go, we get it backwards. We're trying to feed our family love without going to the source of love. It's like giving them plastic fruit. <laughs> Here's your dinner. 1970s plastic fruit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how many of us tried to eat our grandmother's plastic grapes? How many times? Because oh, you're man. like, I swear it's a grape. And uh, you try it and it's plastic, but you go back. That's triggering our memory. You go back every time. But that's what we do. We go back for fake love, you guys. Fake, yep. false, contrived love with conditions. We go back and back and back for it because it looks like love, but it's a fake grape, you guys. It's not real. So when we go, when we try to give that kind of love to our families instead of going to the source of real food, um, we have to go to the source first. We can't even give them real food until we go to the source. So that's something that God showed me today. And it's like, even when we try to give to our families love without going to God, it's not real. It's because there's, it's not, you can't give something that hasn't come from the source of is the only place it comes from. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> CL, welcome to the podcast. He says, y'all are not fake grapes. <laughs> I'm going to get a t-shirt that says not a fake grape. <laughs> I, I remember, man, as, as a little kid, grabbing those fake grapes yeah. and then I was an idiot just chewing on them. Just, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. something's going to come out. <laughs> Right, I'm like this, this don't but work. Don't we this do that? The same. We're like, I swear, there's love in here somewhere. I'm just it gonna keep so chewing. Real. I'm gonna keep chewing on this love. You know, it's like when we won't leave relationships or we won't. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like reevaluate when something's right. not working. We're just gonna keep doing it over and over again. <laughs> like you said, what? Because like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, it's so true. But look, look, the, the idea here is, is it once we get our heads around how much God really loves us. Yeah. Again, Jesus was sacrificed for our sins, something that he did not have to do. And, and why did he do that? He did that because God cherishes his children, mm -hmm. you and I. And once we realize that, that should give you a sense of security right? Mm -hmm. This should help you overcome those, that, that sense of being, being maybe rejected in the world and mm -hmm. feeling unworthy. God finds you worthy. Mm -hmm. If he didn't, Jesus wouldn't have come and died right. for our sins. So, and, and this is the thing, when we go after God's love, God loves, uh, he, his love helps us recognize that, um, his unconditional love leads to a transformative understanding of our own worth is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yep. when you're talking about, see, love is so connected to identity and the, the enemy wants to attack what love is the definition of what love is and the definition of what identity is. That mm. is the big attack right now, man. Yes. I've no, I think I've ever seen in my life and, and, in any time, you know, in history where we've been more under attack by the enemy over identity and, love because what's love and what's identity and what does that have to uh, what what how are they connected you know what i'm saying and it, it's because that god is love and our identity lies in christ and there is no way that the world is going to admit that and so the enemy's like riding that train all the way to town and saying oh really well i've got definitions for you let's try 3500 different definitions that none of them lead to actual love none of them lead to peace none of them lead to acceptance none of them lead to joy, none of them lead, right, to purpose and fulfillment. 
and being settled and stability in your life. Right. And, and, and everybody wants to talk about being inclusive, but the only thing that's inclusive is love. And the only thing that is love is God. God is the most inclusive thing there is. And if you don't understand that or don't agree, then you don't know who God really is. Absolutely. And I will, I will die on that hill because look, I have gotten to know God over the years and God is not even who the world defines him as. There are so many misconceptions on who God really is. And I don't mean I've heard it from the church. I mean, I've been in my word. I have been in prayer. I have been with the Holy Spirit in quiet time. I have been through every situation you can imagine. And I have learned to understand who God really is and what his heart really wants for us and what kind of love he truly has and is. And he is the most inclusive. He created every single one of us to be exactly who he created us to be. There's no mistakes. The world wants to just switch something over to be like, well, we got to categorize you somehow. No, you don't. We don't need to be categorized. We need to be loved. Okay. So when we're talking about love and identity, th this is all our worth comes from um, that transformative understanding from God's real love. We aren't loved because of what we do. We're not loved because of, of uh, what the world wants to label us or categorize us as um, we are loved because of who God is. Yes. And because God is love that it in itself is so powerful. Once we grab a hold of it, you're saying you're in your word, you're in prayer, mm -hmm. you're in that partnership right? with the, your creator, mm -hmm. okay? Once you, again, get your head around how much he loves you, mm -hmm. that, that love just takes over. It takes over all your decision-making, right. how you see your, yourself, how you, may, you see your family, your children, and how you see everyone around you and all the interactions, right? Right. Look, we all have our ups and downs. We all have yeah. our trials. But if we allow God's love to continue to guide us, to continue to manifest itself within us. And through okay, us. That. Yeah. That's how you partner with God. That's how you, you know, God, yep. because you, you've allowed, like we said before, you put aside all that other natural stuff in the world, the world's natural self, you put that aside and allow the Holy spirit to work within you right. and allowing that, the, the fruits of the spirit to work within you, then God becomes real. Well, so, so those that, that, don't understand this. I, 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 I am ju just asking you to first put aside all your misconceptions, what you think, you know, mm -hmm. and allow God to speak with you, be in prayer, read his word, allow his love to penetrate our, your heart. And I'm not even, I don't, I, I'm not even talking to people who are just people who maybe haven't walked with God. I mean, I'm looking at you, Christian, who has walked with God for 30 years yeah. and thinks you know who God is. Amen. God has always leveled up in my life. I think I know who God is, right? But then he reveals a new distinct um, position of his heart or a new viewpoint in my life where he's like, let's go to the next level, daughter. Let's go to the next. Let's go bigger. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Hold this. 
hold the hold my drink or whatever. Like, <laughs> let's go to the next level. Right. Growth mindset. Right? right. And that see, we can take the world wants to say things that are all really from God. They want to say that they made it up. They want to say even even other religions or you know things like that. Um, there's things that are in nature that are what they are that God created that we all want to label as something else, but that's actually God. And that's a whole other conversation. But uh, I wanted to just bring up um, something uh, about identity. Um, God's love brings a sense of security and self-value. So while the Bible is like, um, lower yourself so that I may in like decrease so that I may increase. And the, a lot of people would argue that the Bible talks about not loving ourselves and not devaluing ourselves. And we don't deserve, there's a lot of language around um, in the Bible around, you know, maybe you could misconstrue that as not loving yourself. Um, we don't, not love ourselves. The, if you read in context and you read enough of the Bible, you understand that God never said um, to not love ourselves. He said, and not value ourselves. He said to do that through how he has defined us, not how we would define ourselves through the world and being on our own and elevating ourselves above him. We are elevated because he elevates us. Right. We're not held down under a foot. That's what the enemies are actually doing. They're being held down under a foot. That's the deception. That's right? the deception that, that God's holding us down. No, he's elevating us, but we have to remember that we are elevated because he's elevating us, not because we're elevating ourselves above him. And that's protection. That's not ego. I don't want to be elevated above God because I'll tell you what, I don't know everything like God does. I don't want to be elevated above God. I want to be elevated by God. I want to be victorious through Jesus. I want to walk in the victory that he's already won. It's all because of what God has done so that he can be in partnership with us to do the good things. And he has a, a, an army of warriors alongside him doing the good work. And I know we get kind of like, rah, I'm serious about this. But you know why we get so passionate about these things and we kind of start like yelling? <laughs> because I see so many people walking around missing out on the absolute love and abundance they could be experiencing and fulfillment in their lives through the actual true God and who he really is and not the misconceptions that have been placed on God in their lives. And they're walking around, um, not like with a half a bag, you know, their mm -hmm. bag isn't full. They don't have all the information and they're missing out. And I'm like trying to, Hey, there's freedom. You're missing it. And I want to just, you know, help these people. I want to help you see what's really there and stop that inner turmoil where you're going back and forth between what you believe to be true and maybe what was told to you. And it's like, which is it? Which is it? And if there's a turmoil there and that's not from God, that turmoil is not from God. It's from lies and deception. And so. So how do, how does someone experience that freedom that you're talking about? Well, the number one thing we should all be doing is going and asking God and stop taking you know, every, a bunch of people's words for it. If you, if you really aren't surrounded by people who are going to give you the truth, if you're surrounded by the people you feel like have deceived you or have given you um, uh, false information and you don't know where to go, um, number one, first of all, you can message us and I will send you to somebody who can give you the truth, period. Okay. Um, that's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help guide people in the right direction. Um, but pray, go in, go into your prayer closet and ask God for the truth. And give him the opportunity to be God. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So I know that was a lot. That's that's kind of like the foundation of how the enemy has been attacking love and how that's attached to our self worth and all of those things. But we want to move on to the next thing. But but, but with that said, as we move on, mm -hmm. 
there are a lot of things that are t- attacking God's love, like you said. Yeah. That are are um, deceiving us, mm-hmm. trying to redefine who who God is, redefine who we are in Him, right? And it could stir up a lot of emotion. And I, mm-hmm. I very much so warn against this. This is a time to be very, very cautious because we may see the deception. We may see the world trying to redefine who you are and who you are in Christ, redefine who God is and change the rules, so to speak, right? But I warn you not to get caught up in the emotion. Because this next part, if you get caught up in the emotion of it all and realize that he has this all under control, it's hard for this next step, and which is forgiveness. Right. The significance of forgiveness. Everybody loves talking about forgiveness, don't we? Right. (laughs) But I will tell you, I think probably the majority of people um, out there have been given again, false information, misinformation about what forgiveness even is. Um, before, uh, we, we dive in, I I just want to say forgiveness is a testament to God's love and grace. It's, uh, as recipients of God's forgiveness through Jesus, uh, we're called to extend that same grace to others. Embracing forgiveness is not just about freeing others from the weight of their wrongs. It's about liberating ourselves, Right. We don't want to be drinking poison, hoping the other person gets poisoned, right? Liberating ourselves from the burden of resentment. These are things we're liberating ourselves from. It it paves the way for healing, for reconciliation, for restored relationships. When you hold on to resentment and grudges, it only leads to bitterness. And, and if you've ever heard of the root of bitterness, boy, it roots in. And it hampers our ability to love freely. So, the thing is that what what is forgiveness not? Forgiveness is not you saying what they did was okay. Forgiveness is not you having to have a relationship with them after that. Forgiveness is not God telling you that he's going to put you in a position where you have to continue being hurt by that person. Okay? Forgiveness is not you saying, "Okay, I relieve you of this and now you'll never have consequences for your actions." Because that's between them and God and they will Regardless of whether you forgive or not, they will. They have to walk out their own thing. These are all things that we worry about when we don't want to forgive. We say, well, they don't deserve that. Well, we don't deserve it either. Right, right. So someone someone could be causing harm to you physically. Someone could be causing um, harm within your organization, maybe even at your job and maybe, um, you know, damaging Mm-hmm. your career uh there are th- those individuals that have that within them their heart okay mm-hmm. now it doesn't mean that you need to stand aside and allow those things to happen right okay if someone in your organization is is doing something wrong to you or damaging your organization, you as a boss or a leader needs to call that out. Okay. That's biblical. 
Yeah, that you we need, need to step in. We yeah. need to we need to call that out, have a discussion with that person, and in and if uh, necessary, remove that person from the situation. Right. Uh, okay, but there still can be you can still have forgiveness through all that. Well, forgiveness is the release of our judgment on the person, not of judgment on the person. Yes. God's judgment is God's judgment. Our judgment on the person is irrelevant because it doesn't accomplish anything except creating bitterness and resentment and stress in our lives and really bondage. Cause then whatever they did, do you know that whatever they did to you by harboring unforgiveness and bitterness, you go, Hey, thanks. I will take it from here. I will continue abusing myself for you. And you're not even in the picture anymore. Hmm. This is something that someone said to me a long time ago with my unforgiveness with um, people in my life from when I was younger. And uh, I was just continuing on. I took the baton and ran with it. I was continuing the abuse on myself. I mean, they didn't even have to do anything. They weren't even around. And I'm not even in contact with anyone abusing me. And I'm literally still in, a, in an abusive relationship with a ghost. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to stand for that. Like once I realized that's what I was doing, I thought, oh, my gosh, no, this is. And then you're and then they're just continuing to win. Exactly. And, and then that's what I was talking about earlier. When you once you let go of those things, mm -hmm. let, letting go of the trauma or letting go the, of the bitterness or the anger that mm -hmm. was behind all that trauma mm -hmm. that was put upon you, mm -hmm. letting that go and giving that back to God right? through forgiveness, forgiving them. And it sounds counterintuitive according to the world, right? but, but that's where the freedom is. That's, that's freedom for you. That's why God put it in place. He's not commanding us to forgive people because he's like, whatever, people can hurt you. No, he's saying people will because people are broken because we've hurt people. I've hurt people. Have you hurt people? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys have all hurt people and God's forgiven us for all the things we've done. All right. Why? Because freedom. God's all about love and freedom. Right. And grace and mercy. He's also about judgment and conviction and, the, and consequences when necessary. Okay. But even in those, there's grace. Okay. Um, there's that story about uh, how there's, there's, there's rules in place. Um, there is an analogy where a guy goes to court and he has a ticket to pay. Right. And it doesn't mean that the judge just can excuse it. He has to pay it. He earned the ticket. But instead he says, okay, I'm judging you with this ticket. You have to pay, slaps the gavel, this much money. And he says guilty. And then he gets back, uh, he gets up from behind the, um, the desk and he walks down and he writes a check and he pays for it. Right? That's grace. That's getting what you don't deserve. Yes, the man might be a good man. Yes, we can all, you know, argue about the context of deserve. It's not like we're all horrible people and we don't deserve anything. Deserve technically means earned. I have not earned forgiveness from God. I have mm -hmm. not earned his grace, but that's the thing. It's grace. It's a gift, right? So he's saying there are consequences. However, my son, Jesus paid for those consequences because I'm God and I love you. And that's what I created. Now, now that we've got that out of the way, now you can go do work with me and we can help other people have that freedom. That's what we're here doing. That's the great commission. That's love. Sacrifice. Imagine the way you love your children or the way you love your sisters and brothers. 
you know, or your parents or whatever, the people that are closest to you, imagine the way you love them. Would you sacrifice anything for them if they were in harm's way? Yes, that's love. That's what God, that's how God loves us. He did sacrifice everything. Literally, we, we say he sacrificed his only son, but actually, yeah, not only his only son, but himself. He laid himself. He was God down mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. to go yes. through human pain. He said, I'm going to jump in front of this train for you and go through every possible turmoil that comes with it and just accept it in your, on your behalf. And that's how much God loves us. So that's the, the, the picture I wanted to paint because now he's like, now I want you to extend that kind of grace to your enemies. Now it doesn't mean we need to go through pain and suffering. He's trying to free us from that. And the, the way that we, he frees us from that is just simply by forgiving. He says, just let it go. Give it to me. I'm going to handle it. I know everything that's going on with that person. I'm going to make sure that person gets either the consequences that they've earned or grace if they accept that. If they accept the grace and there's a transformation to be had, pray for that. Because in the end, of, at the end, do we want these people to continue hurting others or do we want them to be transformed? Now, I want you to just, I want to stop here. Think about this. That's love. I have been through years of understanding true forgiveness. It's one of my favorite things to study because there's so many things God delivers to us through forgiveness when we forgive others, but also through us. When someone hurts you, the argument you would have is, I wish they just weren't that person. I wish they wouldn't have done that. I don't want them to do that to others. So what is it that you're really wanting? Aren't you wanting God to transform them into a better human being? But we wouldn't pray for that. We won't let it go. We won't release them to God to do it. Right. Because it doesn't feel right and just. Because we think that somehow it's our job to exact justice on the situation and on the person. We have absolutely no right or power to do so. Right. I mean, right. think about it. Don't we want God to transform that person? I mean, so the I, grace we're extending and the love we're extending is letting it go and go, you know what? I'm going to send you over to Jesus because Jesus really can handle this way better than me. And I really hope you and Jesus have a good talk and that you can become a better person and not, not have to deal with this, this, you know, um, attack from the enemy any longer and that you can become a better person and live life of freedom too. Right. That's what we're doing. So I, I think there's been times, times in my life where, you know, some, someone, you know, did something to me, whether it was lying to me or something very harmful. Okay. And you dis you, you, you distance yourself for that, from that person. And this is being a Christian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep that in mind. And, and then, um, you know, you, you create that distance and you bring that to God and you're 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 beginning to heal. You tr you try to heal, but you're you're still holding on to what they did to you, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you know, maybe years pass by, and this person you run into has given their life to Christ, mm -hmm. and they they're totally transformed. They have a great family life. They have a good job. Their reputation themselves has, has been transformed. They, they're, you know, they seem like people just get along with them. They trust them. Mm -hmm. They're, they're now elevated. 
right? Right, right. And they seem elevated now above you. And you, you, in something inside of you is like, but Lord, this isn't right. They did, they <laughs> yeah. did this to me and this to me. What about all this? What about what they did? Right. And then, <laughs> then the Holy Spirit convicts you and says, what about what you did? Mm -hmm. Right? Well, did I hold that against you? Didn't I wash that away? Isn't that, didn't I give you the same clean slate? Right? So shouldn't we then be celebrating right. that person? Right? Mm -hmm. Just as the heaven celebrated your mm -hmm. conversion, your transformation, shouldn't we then forgive them? But we often don't, even as Christians, because we're like, there's an account that needs to be paid. And I'm telling you, and he's the, like, the account has been already been paid. Been paid. <laughs> just like for us, it's been paid for them. We just don't like that because we are the ones they hurt. And Boy, we're holding on to it. Yeah. And if that is happening with you, if that has happened to you, that scenario, that should, you should check your heart. You need to bring that to God and mm -hmm. really identify what it is. Am, am I holding on to that bitterness? Yeah. Am I holding on to something that doesn't allow me right. to be, is to see the victory that God has had in that person's life? That is something to be glorified. Yep. That is something to be celebrated, right? But something I want to bring up about this, that's, that's a, I think, probably one of the biggest reasons why people never move into this forgiveness phase of like a, their post-relationship journey. Um, we think that when God says these things to us, that we're just supposed to jump from A to Z. We're like, I'm not ready, God. I can't just do all of that. No, we can't just do all of that. God can. Yeah. But he also knows us and he knows that as humans, any human, not just you or me, any human being has to go through layers and layers of, you know, God can, God can just take it from us. Okay. But if we're not willing to let go of it and it, it, it's too painful and too much to unpack to go through it any other way than, than layer by layer, then do it layer by layer. I have gone through, um, uh, seasons of different seasons of forgiveness layer by layer in my life over certain people like just okay god pulled back you know one layer okay now i can feel better about that okay god give me a little bit more freedom god give me and i uh, i'm packing you know sometimes when we're going through um forgiveness for people like our parents or a previous spouse or something or a sibling where we were very close they were very much a pivotal or um instrumental person in our lives um they have a role in our lives it's very, it goes very deep um it's hard to let go of that those the, those deep rooted feelings all at once you can't do that and he knows that he's very much like okay well let's just start moving and do the next right thing let's just start doing the next healthy decision right let's just do the first layer let's right. just maybe even accept that god wants to heal me or that it, forgiveness is even possible and you'll years and years could go by and you're still making your way to like, you know, total forgiveness and healing. Healing takes time. And the deeper the wound, the longer it takes. Yeah. And the more work it takes. And that's okay. Right. And look, when you're running, when you run up against this, this conflict within yeah. you, mm -hmm. okay, is 
this isn't God condemning you. Well, you're, you don't love, you're not loving properly. Therefore, you know, you, you're just as bad or, or, or you're not learning. You're, you're, you're a terrible child or you're not but, being obedient. You know, you're not, and you're not and therefore you're not worthy. Yeah. No, look, that's not God saying any of okay? those things. That he's bringing that to you again, back to what we said in the beginning to grow, right. to grow with him spiritually, right? He's bringing those things to you, that event, that moment back to you. Okay. It may be stirring up some bad thoughts some, you're, you're, you're kind of maybe allowing the past to, to take over your mind. But what I challenge you to do is look at this as what, what remember if you, if you keep if you keep in mind that that God is in control of all things, mm -hmm. you understand that God is bringing this to you for a reason. Right. Okay. He's wanting you to either to remove something from your life, for you to see something that you need to watch out for. He's protecting you. He's loving on you. Again, that is God's love. Yeah. And what you're saying is sometimes that is over time. Sometimes, hey, I, I thought there were times in my life that I've forgiven someone. Same. Right? Yep. And then God reveals something to me that I have to repent of. That I have triggers still. <laughs> right. That, oh, wait a second. I haven't forgiven that person. Not completely. Not, not in the way God needs me to because there's something I'm holding on to Yep, that I am not allowing God's God to, well, I'm not allowing myself to explore or be a part of God's complete freedom in that situation. Something that just jumped out to me. You said, if you're still, you think you forgave, I think we confuse um, extending the love of forgiveness as just about the other person. Of course, in the ways that I already explained, but I think something just occurred to me is that we don't equate the word forgive with the word heal. We cannot heal without forgiveness. You can't. If you want to fully heal, forgiveness has to be a part of it. Because imagine, right, you're, you have a, 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 an injury on your arm or your leg. And forgiveness is all about... Um, how do I explain this for what I see in my head? Forgiveness is all about continuing to injure yourself, right? So when you, cause you're going, you revisit the trauma over and over because that's how you, that's how you make sure you don't forgive someone, right? You continually go back and replay it in your head and you remind yourself of what they did. That's, that's part of not forgiveness. Okay. That's continuing to injure ourselves with the trauma. So imagine you have an, an injury on your arm or leg, and while it's healing and the doctors are fixing it, you keep stabbing it. Like, that's what we're doing. We're like, oh, God, heal me. I'm so, I'm so glad that you're healing me. God, I love you. Thank you for freeing me. Stab, stab, stab. Okay, remember what they did. Okay, thank you, God, for healing me. Stab, stab, stab. Like, we're, we're making sure that we don't quite make it out. You know, we, we don't quite get healed. We're always making sure we go back and go, well, I want healing. 
but I want to make sure the scar is so big one day that I'll never forget what they did. And then, by the way, it's never really closed up. I keep continue stabbing it. You end up with a gigantic like mess and you never actually get healed, which means you continue walking around with a certain level of pain. And then we get used to that pain. Right. right. Have you ever gotten used to pain that's in your right. in your body? That's what we do. We get used to that and we go, well, I just live with it. I thought that was just normal when you were traumatized. Oh, it is not normal when you're traumatized. If you have God in the picture and he wants to heal you, we have to be obedient and do that forgiveness piece because it's not, and that's not about the other person at all. That's right. literally about healing and letting go of the knife, dropping it and saying, I'm going to stop stabbing myself with you, this trauma. You know, that analogy in itself opens up a whole, whole other thing that we could go on and on about. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah, that's, that's um, because because it, it really is something that we do as as human beings. Mm -hmm. We we do that and I think that's something that we can we could probably pick apart and just really dive into. Yep. Um but for time's sake, let's move on. Absolutely. And um let's talk about some of these other uh two topics. Well, that leads us into practicing kindness and compassion. So that's what forgiveness is. That's compassion. That's love, right? Love for ourselves, love for God, love for others. Um, God's love is characterized by kindness, compassion, and as bearers of his love, we are called to express these traits. These are parts of the fruit of the spirit that come from love. Um, they involve understanding others' feelings, showing empathy, taking actions to alleviate someone else's struggles. So let's we're moving out of um, forgiveness and maybe more... How do we make an impact on others around us? Um, you know, just people we've just met or people, you know, last night, our, our, so our daughter is a, a police officer. This was just such a beautiful story. We had some cupcakes left over from our daughter's birthday party. And um, I was like, I'm not eating these cupcakes. And nobody in this house is eating these cupcakes. We've had too much sugar. Get these out of here. So she's like, totally, I'll take them to work and give them to the other cops. And I'm like, great, perfect. They'll love that. She texts me later because she's working in the night shift. And she says, oh, you're just going to love this. I just was able to. And, and we gave icing with it and knives, plastic knives so that they could ice them because we didn't have them iced. And so it was like purple and pink icing and they're like funfetti and they're very sweet and just delicious. And so there was 12 of these cupcakes and she goes, I gave them to this homeless couple that we see a lot. And they thought I was going to walk up and, and, you know, kind of, um, uh, make them move or get mad or, or, you know, get them in trouble. And I walked up with a bag of cupcakes and icing and said, would you like cupcakes? And she said, you could should have seen their eyes light up. She goes, this is the part of my job that I love. Um, that's kindness and compassion. That's like, well, maybe it's not like a salad or a sandwich, but I have these cupcakes and instead of giving them to a bunch of people who already have a bunch of snacks, why am I not giving them to these people who would, I mean, absolute joy was on their face. Yeah. That's saying that, that may compassion. have been their, their meal. Yeah. You I mean, but I mean? a meal's a meal. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's compassion. Yeah. That's, that's saying I, I see a need that's, and I'm going to fill it. That's showing empathy. That is taking yep. action. That's okay. taking action. And right. I and I know that we can point out things like charity and things like that as action. But what about when you take compassion, uh, for instance, on your children when they're struggling with something instead of getting mad at them? I'm, I'm guilty of this. Instead of getting frustrated and impatient, saying, you know what, I'm going to try to see this from your point of view. Wait a minute. What are you really going through? What's really going on behind your acting out? What's really going on behind your need that really isn't being met in this moment? Um, I've yeah. had moments with my daughters where I just, God's yelling at me. Stop. I know you're busy. They're trying to cry out to you about something that they need and, you, and they haven't really known how to say it to you. So God wrangles me down and says, go talk to your daughter. So I go talk and find out that I took the time to go in there and they, they reveal to me something that they've really been struggling with and they need help with. 
that compassion and the kindness that God is showing me to have on them instead of just making assumptions about what they're going through. So it could be anything. It could be all kinds of situations where we're called to have this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, kindness and compassion can be talked about for hours too. Um, but it's all about valuing others' well-being, extending a helping hand without expecting anything in return. We need to remember that piece. Valuing life and well-being, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, right? And extending that human kindness that we don't ever know the whole story, whether it's a homeless person or a coworker or a person on TV or our own child. We don't Absolutely. ever know the whole story. Only God right. knows what they're really going through. Right, right. So how can we overcome hindrances to love? You want to start? You want to talk about that? Yeah. Understanding and experiencing God's love isn't always straightforward. Our human flaws, such as selfishness, pride, can often hinder us. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yep. Selfishness makes us focus on our own needs, right? Yep. And our own needs and our own desires. Our own our, pain. Yeah, our emotions, right? Right. The, the, maybe the, the things that are getting in our way, mm -hmm. okay? And, and, and it stops us from really expressing God's true love. Right. So selfishness right. can get in the way. Right. I think anytime selfishness doesn't have to mean like um, I'm being uh, um, self-centered or egotistical. It could just mean I'm focusing on me and all the things I need in the moment and not. We've talked about this a lot in the yes. last few episodes where you were talking about how God brought you on the outside of yourself and you were focusing on others. And right. once you did that, it relieved you from focusing so much on you that God could give you insight about you. Right. Because you were focusing on the outside of. Yourself. So so God. So one of the things that also prevents is pride. Pride prevents us from really yep. it, it, from acknowledging our mistakes. Okay. Yep. Look, when we screw up, we all do. Mm -hmm. We need to be willing, okay, to repent. We said this in the very beginning. You have to be willing and ready for change and be willing to change. Yep. If you recognize a mistake in your life, be willing to acknowledge that and seek forgiveness. Ownership. Or, or, yeah. and, and, and maybe accepting other people's viewpoints. God will bring someone else in our life many, many times. And it doesn't have to be a, a fellow Christian. It doesn't have to be someone in the church. It could be someone else. And they are just bringing something up in you that needs to be addressed. That God has put that maybe that person in your life in that moment just to reveal something in you. And oftentimes we allow pride to rear its ugly head yeah. and that prevents us. Okay. Yeah, that's a to, great point. And, and we're never, we're not able to really experience that true yeah. forgiveness. Think about that. God's bringing someone into your life who doesn't know you very well and would have no idea about something. So it gives God the opportunity to confirm something to you or reveal something to you that if you were paying attention and not worrying about your pride or looking bad or looking like you don't have it all together, then you would see how would that person know that that's really going on. Mm -hmm. Did that that's a God thing. That's, that's God telling me that, right. right. Instead we go, Oh, I don't know about that. And you wouldn't know. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I feel like I'm on a talk show. You don't know me. And uh, snap. I got a snap, snap, snap. You don't know me. But that's what we do. We totally go into like, you know, this mode where we've completely blocked off any growth mindset we talked about in the beginning, any um, willingness to have accountability or, um, you know, vulnerability or ownership or anything like that. Instead, we're like, you don't know me. You don't know how it is to be me. You don't know what I've gone through. And we get very defensive and, and okay, but how productive is that? Okay, that's all maybe true. But so what? What did you just accomplish? Maybe you pushed away someone who could be a good friend and that you could have been the light to and that God was trying to reach for the gospel. Have you thought about that? Yeah. Or maybe God was trying to say something to you, bonehead, while you're over there. <laughs> oh, you don't know me, blah, 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 right, blah. Right. And I say it like that, not to call you names, but to say how I've been. I have mm -hmm. been totally guilty of that in the past. Okay. Um, the pastor this weekend was so great. He was talking about this. It's God's funny because we had already planned our topic for today and he just flooded us with not judging others, not only in our personal Bible study, but at church. And, and our pastor was talking about not having, not, not looking at the speck in your neighbor's eye when you've got a log coming out and he put sunglasses on that had this log sticking out of his <laughs> eye. And it was great because it was just a total reminder that, Hey, Hey guys, you're so busy looking at other people's flaws. By the way, through a log, there's no way you could possibly even see what's really going on because it's your 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 viewpoint is so hindered. And also you're not God. So, you know, we're so busy doing that that we miss it. We miss what God's doing in our life and we miss what God's doing through these people and in their lives or maybe what we're supposed to be doing in their lives. Exactly. Exactly. And one other thing yeah. th uh, that hinders us mm -hmm. and you talked about it. Yeah. Is that that unforgiveness that yep. we allow in our lives. Unforgiveness is that barrier. Mm -hmm. It's a barrier to God's love, to that love that we, we said that we want manifested through, through us. Unforgiveness is that barrier. It fosters, it, 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 it fosters resentment. Okay. Yeah. It obstructs the flow of love yeah. in our relationships. Right. Yeah, absolutely. These are things that when we say obstacles, truly, you know, imagine, you know, your, your child running around being a bully and you're like, where'd you learn that? That's not what we taught you. That's not how we do things here in our house. That's not how our family treats people. We love people, right? That's what our father is saying to us. Right. And we're like, yeah, well, whatever that person hurt me. So you know what? I don't have to be like our family. And you're just like, where, but where did that come from? That's not, that's not what, how you've been so loved and so forgiven. You've, you've done the same things, daughter or son. And they run off and, and they are resentful and, and, and uh, mistreat people. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, we don't want that for our own children. That's why God's telling us, don't do that. We're not helping anybody. That's not what we do here. Right. You know? And so, so look, as we, as we close, as we get to the end here, cause we're, we're nearly at the end. Remember, okay, to overcome these obstacles, we must first recognize and admit that that mm -hmm. there's a pre that <clears throat> excuse me, admit their presence in our life, the unforgiveness. Yeah. Okay. Self reflection and honest evaluation are the key steps in this process. Absolutely. Okay? So as we immerse ourselves in His Word, in His love, in our relationships, we have to find strength and wisdom to overcome these things. Mm -hmm. we, we can't overcome these barriers on our own. We can't overcome these barriers without God. We have to go to God and say, <clears throat> this is what I'm going through. God, help me not be this person. He will help you not be this person. 
right? Um, and, and then, you know, more effectively reflect our his love to others. That's what we're supposed to be doing here. Um, and really consciously surrendering these issues to God in prayer. We, we, we have to be asking for his help, like I said. So we want to allow God's love to fill us so that it can be moved through us to others. That's where the real work gets done, okay? So we hope you got something from this today. I will tell you that this is something that God gave us to do today, to, to start this Fruit of the Spirit um, series. And love, we knew, was going to be a whole episode. So that's why we focused on this. And look, we're coming down to the end. And, and boy, we didn't even say half of the stuff that came to mind because it's such a deep and wide subject. But yeah. we hope that God really spoke to you through that because he spoke to me through my own words today. Right. So we wanted to start today and just dedicate this one episode on love. Like we said in the very beginning, this is the foundational piece of the fruit of the spirit. And we're going to go, we're going to, this is a, a, a beginning of a series. We're going to go through the other parts. So stay tuned for our next episode um, where we are going to delve into the other parts of the fruit of the spirit and how we, we, reflect on that and how we apply that to our lives. And so question of the week, is there anything that you haven't surrendered to God in your life that you have, you feel like the, the Holy spirit is highlighting to you now, now that you've listened to this and you're thinking about it, or as you pray about it this week, that you haven't let go of or, or given to God that's in the way of you being able to love with God's love, or you being able to dive into God's love for yourself. Is there, are there barriers that we've mentioned today that God's pointing out to you? Hey, this is something I've been wanting to address with you that you can take to God and maybe overcome through this study. So ponder that this week. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your host, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.